Do you want to be great at consultative sales right now? I'm going to give you the six questions you need to ask to uncover the client's needs and help them solve their problems right now on this episode of the Do This Sell More Show. Hey there, workplace warriors. If you are looking to build profitable, lifelong relationships, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Do This, Sell More podcast, where you can make more money than you ever imagined and still get home in time for dinner. Don't miss out on expert tips and strategies from best-selling author Dave Lorenzo and his high-performing guests. The formula is easy. Listen and take action. In other words, do this, sell more. Now, here's your host, the master of relationship sales strategy himself, Dave Lorenzo. Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This Sell More Show. This is the show where we help you grow your business and get home on time for dinner every night. We focus on relationship-based sales. We focus on helping you grow your revenue by developing relationships with people. And the foundation of relationship-based sales is being consultative. Today, I'm going to share with you the six questions you need to ask to uncover the client's needs and to help them solve their problems, to get to the heart of the matter, and to make sure they have the money the ability to make a decision and a problem you can solve right now. That's right. This is how you qualify clients. This is how you close more deals. I've got those six questions for you. And speaking of questions, if you've got a question for me, we build our show around the things you want to discover about sales. So send me your questions. If you have a question, I want you to send it to askdave at dlorenzo.com, A-S-K-D-A-V-E at dlorenzo.com. You send me your questions. I'll either answer them on the show or I will build an entire show around the questions you ask. If you record your question on a video, I might just use your face, your voice in one of our shows. So be sure and share your questions with me. I can't wait to read them. They are the lifeblood of what we do. Thanks for joining me today. Let's talk about the six questions you need to ask to uncover the truth behind what's bothering your client and determine how much value you can provide and what that value is worth to them financially. Question number one, why am I here? Mr. Client, what am I doing here? That question is so simple, it is often overlooked by other sales professionals or other sales gurus. Why am I here? Tell me what's wrong. Start from the beginning, lay it out for me. What will happen when you ask this question is oftentimes clients will disclose symptoms and not actual problems and you're looking to uncover what the actual problem is. So tell me why I'm here, what am I doing here, what's going on, tell me what's wrong. Those type of questions help to get the conversation started, but it also tells you, number one, what the symptoms are so you can keep digging and find the problem. Now, let's talk a little bit about your tone of voice and professionalism. One of the things that we get knocked on here at the Do This Sell More Show, one of the things that people talk about in a negative way is that our conversations in a sales environment sound just like a conversation you would have with your friends. Of course, there's no profanity. There's nobody screaming and yelling. If you're having a sports argument with a friend, you might scream and yell, and there may be a couple of uh, words of, let's say, adult language. But 
the conversation you have in a sales setting is designed, or it should be designed anyway, to make the prospect feel comfortable so that you can really understand what's going on in his or her business and help them solve that problem. That's what sales is. Sales is solving problems in exchange for financial compensation. And consultative sales is the best way to do that because it's a foundation for relationships. So when I say, hey, what am I doing here? That's the way I say it in front of a client. When I say, tell me what's wrong, that's the way I say it in front of a client or a prospect. I say it as if I'm just sitting there having a conversation with a friend. Why do I do that? Number one, because it's easier for me to be myself than to try and pretend to be someone else. I'll tell you, in a sales situation, a 30-minute, 45-minute, one-hour meeting, you may be able to pretend to be someone else. But unless you're an actor, you can't put on a different persona for your entire relationship with a prospective client. So just be yourself. Number two, when I say it that way, what's going on? Tell me why I'm here. The client feels comfortable. They feel like it's a casual conversation. And we're really trying to help them. So I want them to be as comfortable as possible. I want them to tell me what's going on. And this is a way to begin to get them to feel comfortable. Question number two, what would you like me to do? Or what were you hoping I could do for you? Or why did you invite me in here? What were you looking for me to assist you with? What were you hoping I could do? Or what, were you, what would you like me to do for you? When you ask them this, you're immediately taking them to a different place psychologically. You're forcing them to envision working with you, and that makes it even more comfortable for them to want to work with you in the future. Mr. Prospect, I understand you're having some trouble with XYZ and ABC. What were you hoping I could do? What would you want me to do? What role do you see me playing in helping you solve this problem? Putting them in a position where they're already thinking of working with you is powerful. Most salespeople or most business owners or especially professionals like lawyers go in and when the client shares the problem, they immediately begin puking the solutions they've used for other clients. You may use those solutions in this case, but you want the client to go to the place in his or her mind where he's working with you already. So when you say, what were you hoping I could do for you? They immediately go to that place and they immediately start saying, well, I heard you were the best at solving these types of problems, so I was hoping you could give me some ideas on how to fix this. I was hoping together we could work on this, this, and this. Amazing, they're already there in their mind and that's exactly where you want them to be. Number three is what resources are you prepared to use to solve this problem? They'll look at you when you say resources and they'll say, well, what do you mean? And you say, well, number one, your time. How much time are you planning to spend to solve this problem? Or your people, how many people are you planning to throw at this problem? If I help you come up with a solution, you're going to have to execute. How many people do you have to execute the solution to this problem? And then the third thing is money. Quite frankly, we're not cheap. And the reason we're not cheap is because you're losing millions of dollars. I'm going to put a stop to those losses. So that solution is going to be a fraction of what you're losing, but it's still going to be money out of your pocket that you're going to have to spend. What resources do you have available to help put toward a solution to this problem? Time, people, money. 
How much are you willing to invest? When you say that, you're looking for them to tell you point blank what they have budgeted to solve this problem. Now, they're going to go back and forth. They're never going to want to give you a number because they're going to think that if they give a high number that you're going to raise it even more. That is not a big deal when you ask it in this way. You say to them, look, I don't want to waste your time. I know you don't want to waste your time. If we don't have the opportunity to solve your problem, I want to know now what kind of money do you have to throw at this million dollar issue you're facing? Because you're losing X millions of dollars. I want to put a stop to that. I just need to know what you're willing to invest in order to do that. You have to have them get to a place where they're thinking of this as an investment. And when you say the question in this way, what resources do you have in order to address this issue? And you talk about their time, you talk about their people, and you talk about financial resources all in the same discussion, you're helping them get their head around the fact that they're going to have to invest money to solve this problem. Who else do we need to include in this process? Who else besides you, Mr. Client, do we need to include in this process? The reason you ask this is because you're qualifying them to see that they're the ultimate decision maker. You want to be certain that they are the person to decide this. And if they say, well, the CEO is going to have to sign off on this, you stop the process right there and you say, I get it. Let's set up a meeting with the CEO so that we can talk to her and make sure that she's on board with what we're thinking. I don't want you to invest any more time than is necessary with someone who only can say no and can't say yes. So when you ask who else do we need to involve in this process, that's a great opportunity for you to get yourself invited to the next level or to the decision-making level to solve this problem. Mr. Client, why now? That's question number five. Why do you want to solve this problem now? You could have solved this problem a year ago. You could have solved it six months ago. Why do you want to solve it now? What you're looking for here is you're looking for urgency. You're looking to understand why it's so urgent for them to solve this problem now. That question is critical because you can use that as a lever to close the deal. Well, Mr. Client, you told me you're losing $2 million a week and you want to put a stop to that as soon as possible. I can stop you from losing $5, 6000000 million next month, but I got to start today. So let's talk about how we can get going right now. That all comes from the answer to the question, why now? You have to ask this in order to, number one, make sure that you understand what the urgency is so that you can use it to close the deal. And number two, you're heightening the urgency for the client so that he understands that there's urgency to getting this done quickly. The final question is, what's next? So you've got them to answer all of your questions. You think you're ready to close the deal. They know how much it costs already. All you need to do is write up the agreement, get a signature, and get started working after you get a paycheck. You want to ask them, so Mr. Client, what's next? And then the client will say, well, send me a proposal. And you say, well, no, we just talked about everything. You don't need a proposal. I think what we need to do is we need to just get you to sign an agreement, give me a check, and I can start solving this problem tomorrow. Do you agree that's what's next? If there's another step in the process and they haven't disclosed it, this is when it'll come out. You're going to say, okay, in 24 hours, I'll get you the proposal and we'll get started on Monday. That is the opportunity for them to tell you, oh, no, we got to get a sign off by the CEO. And you say, let's go see the CEO right now or let's set up an appointment tomorrow to see the CEO. 
If they don't say that, you're good to go. When you say, what's next? They say, let's get started. That's how you know you got a deal. Use these six questions throughout your conversation with a prospect. Get comfortable with them. Internalize them. Make them your own so that you can help people solve their problems and take the money to the bank in the process. All right, now it's the time in our show where we take questions from the people who are in our audience. Here are the questions, and then I'll give you the answers. What do you do when a client says they are the decision maker and they're really not? Clients lie just to get the information and they shop around. How do you handle that? Okay, these two questions are really the same question, and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. My belief is that clients don't lie all the time. I think what you're experiencing is a projection. This this is your feeling of your worst interactions with clients that have come back to bite you in the butt. So you think every client is like this worst interaction. Sure, there are clients out there who lie and they say they're the decision maker, or there are clients out there who are just shopping around and they bring you in the office to pitch them on solutions uh, and they're gonna share it with their current provider and hope the current provider can do what you were gonna do. That is all true. But that is the exception, that's not the rule. So here's what you do to prevent that. The first thing you do is you ask the questions that I put in the consultative sales questions at the beginning of our show today. You ask, who else do we need to involve in this process? And then at the end, you ask, what's next? By doing those two things, you're going to find out pretty quickly if there's someone else who's a decision maker. But if you really are worried about this, you can look the client in the eye and say, I really think we can help you. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Are we going to get started with this project in the next 30 days? And if so, who else do we need to involve? Because my experience is that there's usually a committee behind the scenes that has to approve things. If there is, that's fine. I just want to help you and I want to be a part of that process to make sure that you and I together are putting the best face on this. That's a third way you can address this. The fourth way is, candidly, you can just say to them, Mr. Prospect, listen, when a call goes like this, when a meeting goes like this, sometimes the client will be just fishing for information, and then they'll take that information back to their current provider, or they'll shop it around. So I have to ask you, are you talking to other people? Are you talking to other service providers, other people who do what I do in my company? If the client says yes, you say, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to talk to as many people as you want, but I want to have the final meeting with you before you make a decision. So let's suspend the process right here. Go talk to as many people as you like. After you've talked to all of them, come back to me and let me have the final meeting with you before you decide what you're going to do. Another way to handle this is to say, Mr. Client, are you talking to other service providers? They'll either give you a yes or a no, and if they say yes, you say, well, let me know, who are you talking to? They're probably not going to tell you, and you say, listen, when you talk to them, be sure and ask them about and give them three things that they need to ask that only you can provide or that your experience offers you a huge competitive advantage. When you ask them to ask those three things, you then say, after you meet with them and ask them about those three things, let's you and I get back together and I'll tell you why I think we're a huge advantage in those three specific areas. Here's what's going to happen. 
if you look at that client, if you look him or her in the eye and you say, are you talking to other people or are you shopping around or are you going to take my information and just use it with another service provider? If you do that and they lie to you anyway, number one, you don't want them as a client. Number two, they have no integrity and they're going to have a very hard time working with you. So they probably won't hire you. And number three, that's just not human nature. Maybe in 5% of the cases, people will lie and say they're the decision maker when they really aren't. My experience is salespeople are just assuming they're meeting with the decision maker and they're not really asking if they're meeting with the decision maker. If you asked if they were the ultimate decision maker, in 99% of the cases, the person would disclose that there was going to be another step in the process or they would disclose to you that there was a beauty contest where they were interviewing 15 providers. But my experience is salespeople go in and they think in their minds that they're the only one talking to the client, but they don't ask. So ask, the client will be honest with you, and then make sure you're the last person to talk to them so that you're the last person that they hear from. Why? Because people make decisions based on three factors from a psychological standpoint. They give added credibility to the first thing they hear, they give added credibility to the thing they hear most often, to the thing that's repeated, and they give added credibility to the last thing they hear. So if you've been doing your job all along and you've introduced some powerful concepts and you've repeated those concepts multiple times in different ways, the only thing left is for you to be the last thing they hear before they make the decision and you stand a very good chance of closing the deal. These two questions come up so frequently that I thought I would address them today to make sure that you understand that this is more about you than it is about the client. My name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This Sell More Show. We are here every single day, and I thank you for joining us. I thank you. I'm grateful you're a member of our community. Until tomorrow, make sure you do this and sell more. <laughs>